we desire what we can't have because we place a higher value on a scarce resource. And now for something completely different. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. Talking about some practical philosophy stuff that you can use every single day. That's what I try to do. My name's Tony Dufresne. I'm a PhD in applied philosophy, philosophy coach. Welcome to the Serrano Betty It's Radio Podcast. If this is the first time for you, welcome in if you've been here before over the last four or so years, or actually today, or this episode is my 200th episode. The show today, it all came about a couple of days ago, and it was a Tuesday. I was at the gym. And I was heading out and it was cold and rainy, which usually doesn't happen here. So it you know, freaks you out a little bit and it makes you want to drink a lot of coffee and eat a lot of soup. So I was, as I was leaving the gym, I thought, you know, what would be a great after workout lunch would be a really nice big hot bowl of ramen. And it just so happens in the shopping center that my gym is at, there's an amazing ramen shop. And it's been there ever since I've been here in this old town Scottsdale area for about nine years or so. And then right after that, I remembered, oh, yeah, it's Tuesday, and that place is closed on Tuesdays. Always has been. So then I thought, you know what's weird? I always think about going to that restaurant on Tuesdays. So I let it go because it happens every time, and I head home, do my stuff, and whatever. Later that day, I'm reading through my Reddit feed, and I saw a post in the relationship subreddit where a guy was talking about just being broken up with his longtime girlfriend. And it sounded like it was a toxic relationship, but of course you're only getting it from one side. But so he was getting out of this relationship and he misses her now, which is typical. But on top of that, right now over this past couple of weeks that they've been apart, she's been, breadcrumbing him. She's been intermittently getting a hold of him or not answering his texts or waiting a long time to respond to his texts, which is not how it was when they were together. And it wasn't how it was the first few days after they broke up. So the fact that she's now breadcrumbing him is driving him absolutely nuts. Right then and there, it occurred to me that the Tuesday ramen noodles and this guy's situation with her breadcrumbing him are the exact same situation. They're both about the philosophy of desire. I think Buddhism philosophy best describes this situation noted in the Four Noble Truths. If you haven't just wikipedia the Four Noble Truths, I would highly suggest it. So in the Four Noble Truths, they state that suffering is an inevitable part of life as we know it, And the cause of this suffering is attachment to or craving for worldly pleasures of all kinds and clinging to their very existence. That's that whole attachment theory. Buddhists have a real hard time with people attaching themselves to anything external. And they feel as though any attachment to anything outside of yourself, and we're talking about desire, right? And desire is really attaching yourself to something and wanting something. Not needing, but wanting they feel as though that brings on a lot of suffering. Now, of course, you can't get away from the suffering. It's a part of life and they know it, but it's a matter of regulating that to where it doesn't take over your life. And then you end up in the corner flipping the light switch on and off and spinning an ashtray. What the Buddhists say 
is that the delusions of attachment and, and craving something are the source of our happiness or, more importantly, our sadness. And you can see where this is going, right, in terms of the ramen noodles and of this dude that's getting totally breadcrumbed right now. They state that the suffering ends when the craving and desire ends or when one is freed from all desires by eliminating the delusions and that's their enlightenment. Basically, when you eliminate all of your attachments to something in regards to your overt desires, your massive need for something, your wanting or your craving for something, when you give that up, it's like you're free and that's and that's their sense of enlightenment. We desire what we can't have because we place a higher value on a scarce resource. That's just basic science. We desire what we don't have. And a lot of times it's because the people that do have it, they're a very, very small portion of people like desiring a lot of money or being an actor or a musician. I mean, look around you. Most civilizations, most cultures right now are based on this. And the funny thing about it is money is not as scarce as you think it is, but we have a delusion that it is, and that's what makes it a scarce resource. And that really jacks up our relationship with money a lot. Plus the fact that that's an external representation of value, and that goes totally against the Buddhist thing, right? That's the whole thing about letting go of that craving or letting go of that desire and and becoming enlightened. When it comes right down to it, all of the stuff here, it's all about control. It's about any of us not having control over those external things and then being pissed that we don't have control over them because you can't have it when you want it. It makes it worth so much more. It makes it, in your mind, a scarce resource. There's a higher value on it because it's not right there for you to have control over when you want to take it. When you look at it, Inherently, like instinctually, we don't like change. We have a hard time making big changes because it's risky. And it comes down to that whole basic instinct of survival. However, at the same time, the mind craves variety. No wonder we're all walking around just a mess sometimes. Circling back to my ramen restaurant, my little brain cannot wrap its arms around the concept of a restaurant being closed on Tuesday. It's out of my control. I mean, it's Thursday right now as I'm recording this, and I don't want to go to the ramen restaurant. It's because it's not Tuesday. It's because it's not open when I want it to be open. And regarding the breadcrumbing situation with that poor dude, in the process of her making herself a limited, scarce resource, she's giving herself a higher value. But in reality, she's the same person. She's just probably working through her own post-breakup stuff. Or she's pissed and there's a lot of passive-aggressive back and forth to him and she's trying to make him suffer a little bit or make him want her more, which it's working, by the way. And it works every time, right? Have you been involved in this? I have. The second point I want to talk about in regards to that breakup and the relationship, when you break up and find that that space is now completely vacant, the space that you that that other person occupied, that the relationship occupied, which is significant, and you don't really realize it until after you're out, right? Your mind still wants to fill it. Your mind still needs that space to be filled because we get really uncomfortable when we have a bunch of space to fill. So a lot of times the mind will fill the space with the good parts of the relationship. 
And not only do we think about the good parts of the relationship, we even reframe the bad parts, the bad situations that happen, because what they did was they provided us at that time opportunities to fix things. So we're craving actually both sides. And isn't it interesting that you get out of a particular relationship and you look back on it and you tend to fantasize on the positive, which makes perfect sense because when you do break up, you really throw the baby out with the bathwater, don't you? You have to break up with the good parts of the relationship as well as the bad parts of the relationship. And ultimately, you're going to think back to the good stuff. And that makes you want to get back together with them thinking, because now you've had space to think about it, thinking that you can take some of those points, some of those bad things, and you know now what to do and you can do them differently. Here's the problem with that. Unless it's been a long time and you have shifted your program, you've shifted the system that you were, or they have too, and they've gone through some real soul searching and done a significant amount of work things will just go back into the same pattern. Because breaking out of a pattern takes a lot of work outside of the relationship. You literally have to reframe your entire process and then go back into it as a new person and create a new couple and a new relationship out of it. If you try to get back together with somebody without doing any of that work, it ain't going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. So to wrap things up in terms of the philosophy of desire, because we talked about ramen noodles and we talked about relationships, but if you want to use a Buddhist solution, it's a matter of asking, why do I have this desire for this person? Why do I have this desire for ramen noodles on Tuesday? Once you expose that, you can understand more. And more than likely, If it's a dysfunctional desire attachment that you have, what you're going to expose is something from the ego. And you're going to go, oh, well, that's stupid. And then it's going to take a little bit of the steam out of it. And it's not going to have as much power over you as it once did from an unconscious perspective. The second solution I want to throw out to you is from a psychoanalyst from back in the Freud days. And his name was Jacques Lacan. And his solution is pretty close to the Buddhist one. And his solution was to name it. To bring the desire into existence, which is basically like I talk about in the book and I talked about with my clients and we talk about on the show all the time. It's pattern recognition. It's the same thing that the Buddhists talked about in terms of asking why. It's pattern recognition and then it's an ego split technique. And I've I've talked about the ego split in the book as well, if you've read it. It's about once you bring that desire into existence and realize what it is and where it comes from, you just give it a name, almost like an alter ego. So if you're... Dr. Jekyll rolling around and your desire is to go out and create mayhem, uh, then you're going to give the name Mr. Hyde to it. But when Mr. Hyde starts rearing his ugly head, hopefully you as Dr. Jekyll will be able to tell him to chill and put him back in the corner. That's Jacques Lacan's solution. The third solution I want to throw out to you is just reframing and shifting. The key in reframing is to shift your focus to what you do have instead of what you don't have. That is so insanely powerful. What do you have? It's putting yourself in a position where you are grateful for what you have. I cannot tell you how freeing that is. It's That's almost like the first step in enlightenment is just the gratitude. The fourth and last solution I want to throw out to you as an option is just diving into a project. And this is especially 
effective when you get out of a relationship. It's especially effective when you have all that space now that you need to fill. So I hope that those solutions are beneficial to you or they make sense to you in some particular way. If you have another solution to something like this, to breaking that object of desire, to breaking that dysfunctional attachment, then let me know. Hope things are good. Uh, JavaBud.com, J-A-V-A-B-U-D is the website. I've got the videos up on YouTube again. It's basically just me talking. So if you want to see me doing all this, then you can just go to YouTube and check out the video. Uh, The book is still up and available. Thank you, Europe and Japan, for your great sales last month. That was awesome. Good to see that. And if you have any questions or comments, you can always get a hold of me at Tony at javabud.com, J-A-V-A-B-U-D. Amazon Alexa, flash briefings every single day. If you don't hear me there, hear me here. I will talk to you next week. Bye. Pretend I don't want to be alone I'm calling all the